Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. You have to focus on uh, noticing what you do, what you eat, how you react to things more because people don't really take care of themselves in that way that they don't pay attention. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Today's Women in Tech podcast community shout out goes to Sandra with Baltic Sandbox in Lithuania. Sandra is just a wow human being. Can't wait to be there in Lithuania to empower and celebrate women along her side. Be sure to say hello to Sandra on LinkedIn. That's S-A-N-D-R-A, last name G-O-L-B-R-E-I-C-H. She is just making sure that Lithuanian fintech focused companies are accelerating forward. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. I hope you're having a dynamic week. It's interesting, I was thinking today about when I took improv classes, and there's this term in improv called yes and. Essentially, it's to go with the flow and not create a block in conversation. And I was thinking about how that can apply to business and personal relationships. And there's so many times we have a different opinion or we just feel like a sense of resistance in the conversation. The negotiation isn't going in the direction we want it to go in. And I'm just wondering if we were to apply, if I were to apply, yes, and, and then the and kind of becomes fill in the solution. So instead of counteracting or going against what someone's saying, acknowledging what someone's saying and then find the solution that's very collaborative, I just thought it'd be an interesting practice. So I think there's a lot of power in the term yes, and. Um, let me know what you think. Definitely say hi on social at Esprit Devora. You know where to find me. All right. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Enjoy. Bye. Welcome back to the Women. 
Women in Tech podcast celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to be here in Lithuania with Baltic Sandbox that has a mission to empower women in tech to make sure that we have all the resources we possibly need. And our next interview is with Marta. Hello. Hi. Hello. Told you I get energized. Oh, definitely. You're so energized. I can feel it. It's the latte I just had. Well, I'm having coffee still. The superpower latte. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, um, my name is Marta, as you know. I do a lot of things, actually, but they're all related with health, with medical tech, biotech. So currently, I have my project, which is called Ellongevity.com. You can check it out, the website, E-L-L-Ellongevity. Um, so we are doing health optimization. So we help people that uh, have some certain problems to solve them. So basically, we're optimizing the health. So the result is a report, and we help people come up with the best medical decisions for themselves. And also, we uh, work with investment side. Uh, we consult investors, VC funds, family offices, help them source the deals and allocate their money in longevity field. Wait, 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 wait. One part is health, another, but you mean your consultants for that industry in particular? Yes, basically, okay. it's a consultancy thing. So I either consult personally, Yeah. Right? Or I consult investors. And how do you utilize technology to optimize our health? Well, what is worth mentioning as well, that I'm one of the founders of Biohacking Community in Vilnius, Lithuania. So we have monthly meetups and we talk every month, how do we use technology to optimize and biohack ourselves? Anybody traveling to Lithuania, what is the group called? How can they find it? It's Biohacker LT in Facebook and in Instagram. So biohacker.lt. LT. Biohacker.lt. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And when did you become passionate about biohacking? It's been a year, I would say, because I'm a doctor myself. So nine years of medicine, I became a GP. I also have another degree in international business. So I always try to find myself. And GP consulting just patient one-on-one -on -one wasn't enough. So I was searching for other, other things. How do I make a bigger impact? So that's how I discovered biohacking, longevity. Give us an example of biohacking. That's a term familiar to me because anybody that pays attention to American influencers like Tim Ferriss, who's popularized that term yes. amongst us. But I don't want to make assumptions. Maybe not all listeners know what biohacking is. So can you break down what is biohacking and what are some examples? Yes, definitely. When I'm talking about biohacking, I really like to call it a holistic approach to your health because when you get ill you go to the doctor but basically biohacking is not waiting for you to get ill it's optimizing your performance optimizing your health when you actually are okay but you want to be even better you want to be the best version of yourself right so biohacking really helps you to do this so for example biohackers really like to track everything that they do they write what they eat on a daily basis they wear rings to uh, measure their sleep and then they kind of add up something to their lives and see how It affects them. So basically, this is a holistic approach to yourself. So I guess I didn't even know because I have, you'll see in my bag, I don't know where it is right now. For when I do fitness, I have the motive ring. Mm -hmm. When I sleep, I have the. It's, uh, Aura? The aura ring. Yeah. Yes. When I sleep, I use the aura ring. And yes. you can use the aura ring for fitness too, but I don't for different reasons because yeah. I find that the different technologies give you different data in different types of ways. And yeah. so the aura ring has great data for sleep, but not so great for fitness. Whereas It's for sleep. Yeah. Exactly. And the motive ring is not so great for sleep, but great for fitness. And then I just got off of Kickstarter a piece of hardware called Foci. 
um, which is you wear it on your waist and it tells you, it tracks your body chemistry to tell you when you're most focused and you're most productive so that you do your work. Um, like if you're in a focused state, you'll do more work during that time. Definitely. And if you're not in a focused state, it will tell you to walk away and go like calm down or whatever. And it's all like your body chemistry is dictating your brain state, which is insane to me. So yeah, and there's a few others. There was the, um, I think it was called Lumi for back straightening yeah. or something. I have that too. I haven't used it in forever, but it's very interesting because one, when you use the word biohacking, I think of Tim Ferriss and I think of tracking spreadsheets, which I don't do. It's not even in my personality because I'm not a planner, but it seems like with the technology I utilize, I do do some biohacking, right? Definitely. I think we are all using biohacking stuff. We just don't know it or don't call it like that because biohacking is a very strong word. It's yeah. easy to get scared. Oh, hacking. Totally. Something. It's like, no, no, no. But actually it's just taking care of yourself and optimizing your performance. Yeah. This Totally. This is what it is. To okay, so with the motive ring, have you heard of the motive ring? I've heard, but I've never used it. A fitness tracker, right? Yeah, like Fitbit yeah. or whatever. Oh, I get so, the idea. Yeah, so with the motive, and the reason I got the motive ring in particular is because it also, um, you could wear it when you're swimming. So it was yes. important for me to wear something underwater. And with the motive ring, what's so cool, I can't remember what it's called, active. It's called active minutes. And so you set a goal for how many active minutes you want to have. Now, I didn't know there was anything different between just working out or like your heart rate reaching a certain level, which is truly affecting your body chemistry. Yes. And so with the motive ring, I'm able to see how many actual active minutes I have. So maybe during a yoga class, I only have five. So I go to a one hour yoga class. I feel like I worked out for an hour, but I only have five active minutes. Whereas if I go to a cardio class, I'll see that I have 35 active minutes anyway. So you set the goal of how many active minutes you want in a week. And then what helps is because it's tracking it for me, I'm able to see by Wednesday, Thursday, oh man, I really haven't been active, like truly active, or I have. And when I'm back in the States, it monitors me to make sure I'm living a healthy lifestyle. So it's interesting. I just had no idea until talking to you right now that I biohack in you some way. Definitely. You're <laughs> definitely a biohacker. Congrats. <laughs> definitely. And I think all of this, right, quantifying ourselves is really motivating it's just motivating yeah, you because, totally like oh you didn't you know you didn't do enough steps yeah yeah a day or something like that totally it's, like it's motivating I mean when we have so many things going on it's hard to keep track of everything so I guess Definitely. you have to do biohacking or else you you really just don't know what you've done Actually, yes, because, you know, okay, track like a week ago, what did you eat? How many active hours or minutes you had? Like, I don't really know. Yeah. But then you don't know that, but it results on today. Actually. Yeah. And if you really want to solve the cause, of right. why you're feeling like fatigued. All yeah. The time, right. So you have to really track. hundred percent. Absolutely. It's interesting. So I always get concerned with mental health, both within my family and just being an entrepreneur, I think is very taxing mm -hmm. on mental health. Very. And I like to do things to, I guess, combat any future negative mind state that I could have. So like, I know that if I sleep, 
it's more probable that I'll be healthier. Yeah. If I eat vegetables, it will be more probable that I'll be healthier, that I'll think more positive thoughts, all this stuff. And it's really interesting when I travel, I'm super unhealthy. Like, I mean, all I've had today is croissants and coffee. And I also notice I'm extremely tired. I'm like more irritable, like quicker. Like I feel a lot more insecure. And I think that we don't always associate how we live to how we think. Very well said. It, this is exactly the problem. This is what we're trying to, to talk about in our community meetups because no one will do anything for you. You have to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. really. You know, it's all up to you. Yeah. And I think you've mentioned mental health. It's such a big thing, right? Yeah. Now because even monitoring your own minds, mm -hmm. right? There's a yeah. saying like killing ants, killing negative thoughts. And I think it's so important because whenever I forget to do it, I just charge negatively. And it, it, mm -hmm. you don't notice this. It's slow, slow process. Totally. But then you notice, why am I feeling so down? Mm -hmm. There is no cause, but why am I feeling so bad? And so biohacking is also a mind hacking, right? Spirit hacking, they call yeah. it. Yeah, because with biohacking, I could look in one of my apps and say... Oh, I've only had one active hour this week. I wasn't aware. And last week I felt really good and I had 15 active hours. Interesting. So what, what's the experience? How do they improve? Like, what is your approach? Yeah, so uh, our approach is, you know, we are developing our approach. And in the future, our vision is to have like a holistic approach and to track everything as as much as we can. But currently, we're kind of solving uh, step by step. So if you have a problem, you come to us, you say, well, you know, I have this problem. I've been to the doctor. It, he didn't really help me. What else can I do? What else is there in the world that normal GP or, you know, specialist working in the, you know, normal, regular clinic would not tell me? And And this is how we do it. We gather all the information according to the person, you know, what he has done, what he hasn't done, what he can do, what is also available. And so this is our approach. And how do you find that what you do is different than what the other things that exist out there? Well, you know... <laughs> This approach of optimizing your health and biohacking yourself is just growing. So I really hope that there will be more clinics, more people doing that. Because right now, a lot of doctors, a lot of you know people from the medicine, they're very like close-minded a bit. They're very limited by system, very limited by their beliefs. Everything has to be like very tested for many years, but everything is changing very fast. So, you know, I think that of course there are people who are doing health optimization as well as, as we do, but our approach is We can do it online. We can do it fast. So there are not so many companies that are doing this right now. And where can people find you? Where can they find out more? So they can find me on the longevity.com. So E-L-L-Longevity.com. And definitely everyone are welcome to contact us there. And we will uh, try to do our best, absolute best. And are you yeah. on LinkedIn as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And can, where can we find you on LinkedIn? My personal page is Marta Kobzavaita. So my surname is very difficult, but I can spell it. Yes, please. P-O-B-Z-E-V-A-I-T-E. -E. And we'll include it in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, sure. And what's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it in business? In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. 
I'm Saranya Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. What's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it in business? Well, there are so many obstacles. And I think when you start something, there's an obstacle every single day, right? Yeah. So um, I think at least for the start, it was how to approach people, how to really change their mindset and to show them that it's really worth it. Because, you know, why do I have to, you know, spend my time, spend my money to do what? What is this health optimization, how it benefits me? Because, you know, they really want a result right now. So, you know, I'm also trying to, communicate and educate the market in this whole thing. So I think this is not a, an obstacle that you can just overcome, but it's, it takes time. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. What is a great piece of advice that you've gotten? Work a lot more on your mindset, mm. to be honest, because you can work so hard. You can do so many things. You can schedule your whole month day by day, hour by hour, and still not do anything because you just not feel inspired. And so, you know, just relax more. I think this is the main advice, at least it helped me the most. You know, it's it's so interesting in talking to you today, even yesterday as well. I've been feeling like my whole body and everything. And it's it's been difficult, you know, and I don't know why. But in talking to you and doing this interview right now, I'm like, wait, this is a choice. I could wake up tomorrow and meditate and work out. I brought my motive ring with me. I haven't worn it once. Why? Like, why am I choosing not to take care of myself? It's all a choice. It's such a choice. Exactly. And I tell it to myself, you know, it's, it's not like I'm telling others how to live, but I tell it to myself every day. And I know how difficult it is because, you know, for example, some days I really wake up, no energy, no motivation to do anything. But then I try to look at it from a scientific point of view. Okay, I feel down. It's okay. I will feel better. But now I just have to go, just go further and just take care of myself. So you have to kind of remind yourself actively to not forget. It feels like, especially with this addiction to technology, and I don't mean technology like a, a, a tracker. I mean like addiction to the phone or to emails and stuff. It feels like we live in this constant state of urgency, where, yes. where it's like, oh, there's no time to meditate. I got to. But then it, we go slower because we're going faster. True. And if we actually want to be more efficient, we would be more mindful. We would be slower and we would take time to take care of ourselves first before rushing. So I don't know why. I don't know why it didn't occur to me before I walked into the room today and all day long. I just felt I felt this era of um just like exhaustion, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but there was no solution to the exhaustion. And I don't know why you just being present and maybe it's just your energy or maybe, maybe that's what you're attracting in the world is you want to inspire everyone who comes encounter with you. But yeah, you just existing here. I'm like, Oh wait, there is a solution. Yes, definitely. Well, you seem so energetic right now to me. So it's like, it's hard to believe that you're uh, exhausted. exhausted. Or whatever. I'm absolutely yeah. exhausted. It, it almost seems like you're lying, but I know I definitely understand that. But you saw me before we started yeah, yeah, yeah. recording, right? No, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, I, th- I thought you were like, 
like concentrated, but you know, in no, you know what it is. Uh, this doesn't have to do anything with biohacking, but my reason, my purpose of doing this podcast is so strong. Like I understand and I feel like it's a, I'm, I'm not religious or anything, but I feel like it's a connection with the universe where it's, I'm not doing a podcast. I'm doing like air quotes. I'm not doing a podcast. I'm serving an energy. So in between the episodes or the interviews, I'm me. I'm just normal, esprit that's really tired and worn out. And maybe like today, particularly, I've been feeling really insecure all day and I'm just me. And then when the, the interview starts, I'm not me. I'm a service to the universe and I'm just celebrating I don't know. I can't describe it. It's just very purposeful and it's definitely not capitalistic or anything, which is a problem. I, I need to force myself to be a little more capitalistic, <laughs> but like, but, but I, I just literally, it's an energy. That's why, even though I'm tired, if, if somebody said you need to do 20 more interviews, I would somehow figure it out. Yes. And our editor, Adam, who's listening right now to my voice, which I don't know how he doesn't get totally bored of, <laughs> but he, hears all those tired moments and I think that that's probably interesting and that he gets to see how I ebb and flow out of it but yeah I, I it pull, it's like something where I feel this privilege to be serving something larger than myself does that make sense oh definitely I totally get your point absolutely I think something like that I'm feeling when I do what I do really because I, I think you too, you do a lot of uh, things for free. It's not because you want money or anything. Yeah. And for me as well, it's like I just really, really want to help. And then everything comes uh, together. But um, it's like service. I think totally. This is what I was actually looking for. Because a year ago, I had a really... Um, Reevaluating re everything what I was doing, yeah, really, like my values, my social circle, my work, my everything. It's not that it wasn't good; it was good, but you know, I didn't feel this, you know, extra power. When, yeah, as you were talking about this extra power, like twenty more interviews. Yeah. yeah, I think I can do it. I don't know where the energy comes from. Yeah, and this is what I was lacking. And so, a year ago, I was like starting a lot of changes in my life, and I think I came to the point where I have this extra energy, and I think this is why we have it because we're doing something that is super valuable to us totally right? let's talk about your biohacking group more um so it's here in vilnius yes and in lithuania um when did you create it how did you create it how do more people discover it it's not easy being a community leader so what is your process um yeah everything mm -hmm. yeah so it's, uh, it's pretty recent uh it was about half a year ago I went to Riga, to Latvia, to the biohacking conference, and uh, I met there a couple of people who were actually also from Lithuania, as I was, from Vilnius. And we started talking, and we were actually together, came to this idea, why don't we do a biohacking meetup uh, in Vilnius? Because I also spend a lot of time in London, and um, they also have this amazing biohacking meetup uh, group there. And so everything just kind of, you know, dots connected. I said, well, they're doing this in London. And it's amazing. We can actually do something like that in Vilnius. And yeah. also my teammates, they were also thinking about this. So we just came together and we started doing it. And it's been great. Yeah. We attract a lot of people without even advertising it a lot. Nice. Actually, it's, you know, 70 people, 90 people show up every month. So I think, you know, we also try to discuss all the most the hot topics, everything that is valuable that you can really you know do hands-on things you can actually go and do something after the meetup 
what are some, like if you could give us five tips, like biohacking tips, what are five tips? Maybe it's technologies, maybe it's ways of thinking. I mean, anything related to biohacking, what would they be? Well, you know, I don't have like my own five uh, strict tips, what you have to do. But I think, you know, you have to focus on uh, noticing what you do, what you eat, how you react to things more, because people don't really take care of themselves in that way that they don't pay attention on those things. So I think, you know, start noticing first and then really make goals of what you want to do. Do you want to lose weight? Okay. Do you want to gain weight? Okay. But like do it healthy. So, you know, the results are sustainable. Don't get carried away as well, because I see a lot of biohackers, unfortunately, that are taken away by numbers. They're so quantified yeah. themselves and everything that is a little bit wrong is just absolutely, you know, throws them into negative state. Oh, right. I, you know, I ate something wrong and then now my day, my day's rude. Right. So don't get carried away. Just, you know, take it easy. So this is the, you know, I think the, the right approach. Now, I, I sometimes meditate to the app Headspace and oh, yeah. it tracks how many days I meditate. Is that biohacking? Definitely. It's mind hacking. Yeah. That is. Which is, yeah, it's biohacking. So is biohacking essentially just tracking the success of your health, both physically and mentally? I don't, I wouldn't call it just tracking. Okay. It's also improving and optimizing. Definitely. Okay. But you know, meditation, whatever you use, Headspace or whatever application is there, or not even application, you yeah. know, like binaural beats, for example, some people listen to that. Yes. It's also very, very effective. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just tracking and optimizing yourself. It just really approach. To That's true too. I use love. focuses at will to help me focus. Like it's a certain music as well. Yeah. And I just never thought of any of these things as biohacking. Biohacking yeah. sounds like such a scientific, sounds like there's supplements involved. It sounds like there's spreadsheets involved so it's not necessarily that no definitely not i mean if you're not a spreadsheet person <laughs> i'm not a spreadsheet person you know? but some people are which you know it's fine but definitely there are even spirit hackers which what? what's like, a spirit hack oh they work with energy you know it's it's not definitely a science science yeah but if it works for some people why not it's actually you know, just make yourself believe that it's possible. And yeah. really your vibe attracts your tribe. So your if you vibe change, attracts, can you yes. say that again? Your vibe attracts your tribe. That is cool. Say it again. Yeah. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And that's a, a very good saying. That is a really good, where did, is that, did you create that? I've heard it somewhere. I don't think I modified it. I don't even remember. Who your said vibe it. attracts your tribe. I think it's such a common thing. Oh, I really? like that one. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> You're welcome to use it. That is cool. No, but that's the point, you know, I've talked about my changes a year ago, right? When I ref started rethinking about everything. So actually it started also working with my energy in terms of how do I perceive the world and perceive myself. And then, you know, everything started changing. Totally. So I know it sounds a bit strange maybe, but it works. No, totally. How you perceive the world is how the world will be. Oh, definitely. It's how the world will treat you. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. I think about this kind of stuff all the time too. So interesting. Well, it's been really cool to connect with you. Okay, I guess before we go, I always like to ask, what is your favorite software, mobile app, website, hardware, anything? Just one favorite tech tool. One favorite? Wow. There's so many of them. Well, I've really, as I've mentioned, uh, binaural beats, right? So there's an application, New Calm, 
New calm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a uh, binaural beat. You can listen to it. It's very nice music, but it's not just music. It's and I think it's NU calm, right? Yeah, NU. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's a cool app. It just came to my mind right now when you asked. But, you know, there are so many of them. Uh, and I think everything, um, you know, you have to use everything in complex. Totally. Yeah. By the way, is this the first podcast you've been on? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Hopefully it's the first of many to come. Oh, I hope so too. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's been beautiful. Is there anything that you wanted to share that you didn't share yet? Well, you know, I have so many things to share and everyone really are welcome to my uh, website, which is again, longevity.com. Um, I'm really always willing to participate in every, you know, discussions about longevity, biohacking, about a healthy approach to yourself. So I'm very open to that and I will definitely come and share. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. And say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Marta Kobzavaita. I'm the founder of Longevity. Longevity is a consultancy company. We consult people on health optimization and investors in sourcing deals in longevity field. I also organize the monthly meetups of biohackers here in Vilnius, Lithuania. You're listening to Women in Tech. I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In Season 4, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and, in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But... Have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table and he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about time sharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. 
And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. So thank you and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.